We're gonna talk about things We're gonna talk about stuff We're gonna talk about things and stuff And have opinions It's never been done before Okay, hi, welcome back So, We're, uh Howdy We're talking about a thing Yes a So last week Excited about as we all know, uh, we or not last week, last time, whatever. We already missed a week. Um, we 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 talked about um, how how Tom Nook uh, defeated Batman in all scenarios. Right. Yes. He uh, um, he uh, uh, ten and zero. Ten and zero at him. The, the problem is you use the word defeat, <laughs> and that's and and Batman is a combat is is a combat guy. That's the yeah. Atomic has the rabbits. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he he does he have does. the rabbits. I don't know what to do about rabbits. Full. <laughs> I, I I neither do full I. Full disclosure. Um, we were not really planning on having a second segment today. Uh, we're trying to do unfocused discussion, just kind of catching up, and then having a more focused discussion in the second half. Um, our uh, our setup is pretty arbitrary, and I like it that way. Yeah, me too. Like, there are lots of things that we like talking about, and, like, I, I personally still just want to be able to be able to say, like, here's that time we talked about this, not just here's that time we talked on June the 6th yeah, or yeah, June yeah. the 2nd. I want to say, like, this is that time we talked about Xenoblade. I think, like, mm-hmm. I personally enjoy calling back to our specific conversations. Like, I also want to catch up with you guys, and that's why we're doing this. But, mm-hmm. um,. I wasn't really planned. We, I, I don't think any of us had a topic in mind. I don't think any of us had a plan. And then last night, when was it? It was like ten o'clock. It was pretty late. Um, I was just thinking, like, hey, Xenoblade's on my Switch. There, I had a thing with Xenoblade, didn't I? And, and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of memories came flooding back of me spamming message boards on IGN in the year 2012. <laughs> and I, I decided that I wanted to run over the kind of crazy story of what was known at the time as Operation Rainfall, um, which, as mm. we'll go over, was a fan-driven like campaign that was trying to express to Nintendo of America that there was interest in um, three Japanese RPGs that had not been announced for release in the West, namely Pandora's Tower, The, La- the Last Story, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Um... So, how much do you guys know about Xenoblade, The Last Story, Pandora's Tower, all of it? Uh, I have heard the name Xenoblade before, and I played, like, a small amount of Xenoblade X? Mm-hmm. Is that the one that came out on the Wii U? That is the one that came out on the Wii U. Okay, I played really maybe, bad. like, 30 minutes of that. Eh, probably a little bit more than that, but not Fucking very much of it. Mistake. Chris? Um... Uh, uh, Operation Rainfall, commonly known as <laughs> Oprainfall, was a video game oriented fan campaign. Um, I know that, uh, I, I, uh, I know that there was, the, like, there, there was this, this huge push to, to get these, like, titles to the U.S. And that this, this was kind of like the tail end of just, like, you know, like, there were just things around this time that we weren't getting. Yeah. There was just a lot of stuff at this time that we weren't getting. And, and like, I, 
and yeah, I, I remember it, it being this really cool, like, just drive to, to like, get stuff in the U.S., which, um, which has be which is, which I think in just recent times has just been less of a fear. Yeah, like, I, I think a lot of things have happened that kind of alleviate that. Like, one, like, like I think more niche publishers are active now <clears throat> than were back then. I think <laughs> Japan embracing the PC as a, a landing space yeah, for the work oh my of the West has been a or like Japanese game publishers right um, like I think that's been a really big part in in these things not getting mm-hmm. uh, or like having places to land over here um I that was one thing I was gonna bring up was the PC comparison because the the big one was was Monster Hunter world recently where Capcom was like oh no, no nobody wants to play this on PC and literally everyone was like no I'd much rather play this on PC. And then through convincing, they were like, okay, well, we'll release it on PC, but, like, it's going to take a while because we want to do it right. And then when they finally released it, you know, it played at over 60 FPS. It ran really well. It had a couple hitches in the beginning, but they sort of fixed them. And it just became a really, really, really good port. And everyone loved it. And they looked at the sales figures, and they were like, oh, shit. Everyone bought this game. We sold a lot of copies. So now I think... In sort of the same vein as um, the Operation Rainfall, where, like, getting, like, localizing media and games and stuff. Like, people are starting to realize, like, oh, if we just, if we do start, like, putting games and stuff out on PC, we'll get more income. Hmm. Yeah, and, like, there's always going to be a trade-off, but, like, just, it, it seems like there is a, the, the the expected floor of interest for some media franchises. Right. Has, there's, there's always the risen. initial cost, like, obviously you have to, you have to pay to port, you have to, you know, uh, for PC you have to, you know, do all the stuff to port it over, and for localization you have to get voice actors, and you have to get writers, and you have to translate everything, so then it becomes, is it worth it to do this thing how much money it's going to cost, and are we going to make that money back when we do sell it? Mm-hmm. One thing that I will say about the PC is that it has led to 80% of the new releases on Steam being goddamn porn PowerPoints. <laughs> and similarly... That's I true. Mean, That's been uh, like that for a while. Th- th- this story <laughs> that we're about to tell definitely doesn't have unintended consequences of anything. Oh, so don't worry about it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, d- <laughs> I do love the idea of just like... um. Yeah, we 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 embrace the free market. Yeah, I don't got beef with um, porn powerpoints mostly. I I I don't know what, if there is a demand when I'm at for Walmart, porn when powerpoints. I'm at, when I'm my at, God, when I'm Steam at will sell Devons it. Looking for food, I personally do not need to find dildos next to the bananas. <laughs> that is yes. me. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that is many people. Mm-hmm. I want people to get the dildo if they want it. They should yeah. be able to get it, and that's fine. <laughs> if they yeah. want it. Just... And then next to the dildos is, like, the pink sparkly ones that spin automatically. And that's fine, too. And then there's just, like, Moonlighter for, like, 50% off now <laughs> or whatever, you know? It's just like, oh, shit. Moonlighter, I, I, I want that. Man, Moonlighter could have been cool. Um, I, I like <sighs> Moonlighter fine. I, 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 I had jury duty one time, and I, I, they kicked me out early, and I didn't want to go to work, so I played Moonlighter because that came out. That's 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 a nice story. It I like that story. It, it was like, like, it was like 1 p.m., and I was playing a video game on like a Tuesday. I was like, oh, man, this is nice. Yeah. I'm oh. having a good day. I forgot you guys don't get summers anymore. Fuck you. Like I still get, I still get summers. So I'm like, why can't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it just gets hot I'm, and work for a while. 
I'm a, I'm a monster. Anyway, so, um, the story of Xenoblade Chronicles, because this just kind of, like, I was looking at just Operation Rainfall, and then I went down the rabbit hole of, like, Xenoblade's development, which is like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's just throw this all in. Because um, it's actually, I, I was I was having fun going through it. So, those of you who do not know, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles was developed by Monolith Soft. Monolith Soft, who's been around a long time. Is this um, the first game in the series so kind of so uh the first game that you could call a xeno game xeno whatever was xeno gears which oh yeah that's right a ps1 rpg back when 60 hour ps1 rpgs came out every other week right and like it had a bunch of overtly religious themes it had a story that was really good until the game became a porn powerpoint at the end for the last 20 hours because they, they, they ran mm-hmm, out of money mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. a whole, there's a whole lot of talking um mm-hmm. you are you're a dude you have a robot you pilot the robot you do punching <laughs> you fight god congratulations maybe. um it, a lot of things a lot, it's a lot of it's a very anime video game <laughs> um so they made xenogears back in like 97 or so something like that and then the producer of Xenosaga, of what would become Xenosaga, said like, "Hey, you know what? I want to make a six-part thing. I want to make an, a long, epic tale that's going to span the entire PlayStation Two. It's going to be six of these awesome JRPGs, and the era of the eighty-hour RPG is never going to end." And yeah. I, I <laughs> they made the first one, and and Mary Magdalene and Jesus, the man Jesus, are characters in it. Oh. And, and and that it this is by the way this is not euphemism. No, he is not talking. They're like not literally talking about sy- symbolically. This is Jesus, and symbolically, this is Mary Magdalene. Literally, <laughs> literally, these characters oh, no. are like those like people. in this series, it's... Mary Magdalene's maiden makes a giant sex robot that also has two Gatling guns that live in hyperspace and Mary Magdalene's maiden literally physically builds Mary Magdalene and codes her to be a murderer and and then Jesus comes in he's on a spaceship just kind of stowing away with these freight dudes and um, there's also a short guy and another sex robot and a Terminator and I think and the, and a samurai in the second. So what one. you're saying is I need to play Xenosaga. No, you need to watch Strife play Xenosaga because it's really <laughs> bad. I mean, I love it. I God, there's there's so much in Xenosaga and it goes nowhere. What? Uh, uh, Davey, could you help me out? Who's like uh, when Fry meets the character from the '80s? Like, what does the '80s character think is never gonna end? Uh. Shoot! Oh, um, oh! He's just like it's gonna uh, d- 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 parachute pants. They're gonna be forever or some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. That's that's this. Uh, I'm imagining that guy yeah. as the director of 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 of, of Xenosaga. Just like yeah, eighty hour eighty hour video games. Like, like, imagine with imagine, the next imagine that that dude's like reaction when it's like Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, Final Fantasy eight. Oh fuck yeah, it's so big. Final Fantasy Nine, oh yeah! Oh Final Fantasy Ten, wait, hold on, what do we, wait, no, why'd you stop? What do you do? MMO? <laughs> Fuck you! No, you mean a no, my life. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Xenosaga, the first one hit okay. It sold fine. It reviewed fine. 
The second game reviewed like shit. Um, they changed everything. They changed the system, the combat system. They changed the story. They changed the voice actors. They changed the art style. Um, they put a samurai in it, so that was good. But other than that, it's just <laughs> That's how you make like, everything better. It, it, like it was esoteric nonsense in gameplay, and if you have esoteric ass gameplay and the just esotericity in plastic disc form in the plot um it, it it turns out no one has a good time and um the series kind of cratered from there so the plan allegedly anyway was for Xenosaga the Xenosaga to be a six part series where one two three five and six were going to be new games and Xenogears was going to be part four um and like the whole point of Xenosaga is you're trying to find I think uh, Lost Jerusalem, which is like our Earth, and uh, the end of Xenosaga is Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ floating through space in the vague direction of Earth, and they they they're gonna they they do a Master Chief wake me when you need me thing, and okay, and then and then that's it. They, they that's it's just kind of over because no one wanted to buy another Xenosaga. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so their 25-year plan ended in, like, year six, and yeah, yeah. and the entire studio is bummed the fuck out, right? J- yeah, just 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 for context, do, th- was this about the time that Dot .hack also imploded? <laughs> like, right? Am I wrong? Well, is my, I mean, is keep my, in is mind, my a new .hack wrong? game came out last year, so... Uh, yeah, but, like, but we're in the time where we're trying to revive old shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, but but that's about the time that it imploded, the, the, right? The 90, yeah, the 90-hour the contentless, bloated-ass RPG fucking died here. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, really only, uh, really only Final Fantasy has survived. Like, Final Fantasy, um, Tales of is still kicking. Yeah, the Tales series is still um, kicking. I mean, Persona 5 just came, Persona technically just came back, but I there wasn't, like, the what was the, the time difference between 4 and 5? And, and, and keep in mind, uh, so there was like 11 years between those two games. So keep in mind, like, Japan had the tsunami and the earthquake. Oh, that's right. There's been a, there's been a lot of things that kind of stalled creativity in, in Japan. True. For, for different reasons. Um, but also, like, I mean, JRPGs are a product of their fucking time. Yeah, in, in general. They like, everything's of... a JRPG now, which is something we'll talk about. In a They're not class. quite RTS, but they have definitely died off. Like, the, the RTS genre is just, like, completely dead. Yeah. Like, the last RTS to come out was the Warcraft 3 remaster. <laughs> so... And then before that, it was probably the actual Warcraft 3. <laughs> There was StarCraft 2. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it was StarCraft 2. <laughs> Rude! Son of a bitch. They, they had a Geth like campaign, a or the Geth StarCraft thing. Not included, like, actual, like, like that kind of RTS. Not, like, 4Xs and grand strategies. I like myself some X-Cam. So, I'm on the first sentence of this, so we gotta get moving. Um, so, Monolith Soft. Uh, everyone's all bummed out. Everyone's sad. And they started a new project, and the point of the project was specifically, everyone's sad, we need to boost morale. We need to do something we all want to do. So Tetsuya Takahashi, who 
worked on Xenosaga and Xenogears, uh, was tabbed as a, the executive director of the new uh, project. Um, kind of the mm-hmm. beginning of the project came, he had a dream one night. And that dream was these two massive Goliath figures doing sword combat in the middle of a vast ocean. And they yeah. both of these figures kill each other. They land the final strike on each other at the same time. And then they yeah. just lie motionless in the middle of the void. And then in his dream, life sprang forth from those two giant beasts. And then he woke up. <laughs> I, I I love how I love how this is this is pretty much like a prophecy, right? <laughs> like it's pretty yeah. much like it's pretty much like like oh, oh, I I have I have dreamt the dream of dreams. I've I have come forth to, to like He didn't realize he's, he's that it was actually the beginning of the world and it was God trying to tell him like how it all started and he's just like this would make a great video game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's like if Moses came down uh, from 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 that mountain Moses is and a just Zeno said Saga like, character, yeah, uh, yeah, and just and just said just like everyone, I've done it. I have created the world's greatest board game, and God's just upstairs like that's not quite what I wanted you to do. Um, let's, let's just see how this Look, everyone's out. sad oh, because thanks. of Xenosaga, okay? We don't get to find out what happens to, to Joseph. <laughs> oh, thank God. He threw he threw them at that giant cow. Okay, he's got to come back up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So basically, like, like Takahashi comes back with the, the fucking Ten Commandments of those two giant fighting sword dudes and comes walking into the studio and, like, they... Like, the team like literally collaboratively build a physical model of what would end up becoming the Bionis and the Mechanis, the setting of Xenoblade. They all build it collaboratively. Like like this 3D actual model in physical space. They they put it together and then start looking around and trying to figure out like, okay, where are just physically places like little nooks and crannies in these things' bodies and on their weapons where like like societies could form. And just this collaborative effort, like, led to ultimately the development of a game that was originally called, it's funny you guys keep saying this phrase, Monado, Beginning of the World. Um, so, they, everyone's bummed out because the Xeno series kind of died. Um, and they have this new project, they're all really excited about it, they are specifically doing this project to kind of boost morale, and they go and pitch this idea and it gets it gets approval but there's one voice that has one issue with their proposal um they say that the project the title of this game is monado beginning of the world and one voice says no this you need to honor the work that you have done with the xeno series you, you that is still a part of you that's still what you have done and what you are and satoru uwada comes out and says you need to call this thing Xeno something like that's what you're doing your project did not die you are continuing it and like that is how the name Xenoblade came to be the head of this pro- the head of this title instead of Monado mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is by the way Satoru Iwata who is a fucking beautiful human being uh, mm-hmm. we lost him way too early um, yeah. and like just in a world where like when, when you fail especially in this industry like when you fail 
like your failure just gets erased, right? Like, like oh, people yeah. reboot like, shit all the time in order to purge like a bad thing. Like, unless you're Sonic <laughs> fucking Hedgehog. Um, yeah. Like, like if something bad happens, you just fucking ignore it or you change the name. Like, mac- microtransactions are bad. Fuck it, recurring payments or whatever. Like, yeah. Th- this yeah. Um, this friend or this industry calls like 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 changes the name of shit to turd all the time but yeah um so demon souls did okay but dark souls did way what did way way better soul edge no one remembers the fuck out of that i do but um soul uh soul caliber like like they just do these like little pivots right and and like you know it's it's a very and um like i do think the industry is a very like it's not even like snake eats its own tail it's like it's 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 like the actual game of snake you know how you like usually run into like the your own body in that like phone game snake um it's like that but like but but you chew right fucking through it and you just lose like that half of your body and you're just like keep yeah. moving that's that <laughs> instead of instead of losing the game you just you just cut part of yourself off and you're like okay we're just continuing exactly. with this Jesus Christ yeah, I'm I never... very happy that that I'm I'm happy that that analogy stu- like made No no, sense. no no that okay, was cool. good yeah cuz I never really <laughs> thought about that cuz they, they um swapping from demon souls to dark souls uh, I, that never really like. Yeah, I, I just sort of well, assumed they that were like... happened because of a publishing thing. But, oh, really? Yes. Okay, sure. But but like they would rather. But have then they dead, yeah. Right? Well, it's not that Demon Demon Souls was more of a cult classic. It wasn't like super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I assume they made Dark Souls, and then maybe they would have like made a different title. But because Dark Souls was so popular and the name stuck, they just kept it. So yeah, they they have this project now. They have this thing and like Nintendo, Satoru Wada, the producers at Nintendo have like given them like they are honoring the legacy of this franchise that it supposedly like died in their hands. And keep in mind at this point, mm-hmm. Monolith isn't really associated with Nintendo. Um like nowadays, I think they are literally a second party of Nintendo. Like I think they are yes, owned I believe by so Nintendo, too. but uh, yeah. or a subsidiary or whatever, but at the time, that wasn't really the case. They just believed in their vision, even though Xenosaga fucking imploded. Um, so Takahashi had a weird thought, given that the previous franchise he worked on literally had the word saga in it. He, he thought mm-hmm. JRPGs focused too much on plot. Okay. Which, if you've ever seen a Xenosaga cutscene, um, you know how Metal Gear has that thing where you can pause and skip, and then it just boots up another cutscene? And you yeah. pause and skip yeah. like eight times. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you could pause and skip in Xenosaga, which you can't, uh, you would do that like thirty times before you like got to play the turn-paced fucking menu simulator again. Got, got like, it, got it, it. It's it's a it's a movie. It it's a it's, very long anime. <laughs> oh man, I I the, my reward for beating this botch, boss is watching. A full episode of an anime. Oh, now I gotta slog through this bullshit game again. Like, and imagine mm. if there was a long ass fucking twenty-eight mi- epi- minute episode of an anime before the boss fight. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, good. that's good. The old game design, game design, game design was really good back in the yes, day. The it's old, only, the it's old only days gotten... of 
having to watch it's... like a 10 minute cutscene before a boss fight that was really really hard and every time you died you had to rewatch the cutscene oh man I miss it because I was a child and I miss being a child so, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. remember sitting through uh, it like every Final Fantasy 10 boss cutscene like oh god the first that Seymour no the second Seymour second or third Seymour fight just having to watch his monologue play out every single time I failed and then progressing slowly further in the fight and then realizing there's another phase and then dying. Yeah, that that shit was not skippable. <laughs> no, it was not. It, in the remaster you can skip cutscenes, but the originals no. You well, I maybe you can in the other versions, but you sure as fuck can't skip cutscenes in the Vita version, which I played. Oh, to really? Because that's the remaster. You can, you can pause yeah. the cutscenes, but you can't skip them. Maybe, maybe in the PC version they added the skippable cutscenes. I thought. Yeah, I I only have the PC version for the for the mod that makes the entire soundtrack Titus laughing. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, I love that game. That's my favorite Final Fantasy game. I fucking love it. So we now know that Brian's played Final Fantasy X and maybe four. So I have not played four. <laughs> so Xenosaga or Xenoblade was originally going to be turn-based, like Xenosaga. But uh, one of the other things that kind of came up early in the project was the main character Shulk's ability to see into the future. Um, so that, like, if someone was about to die, he would see a vision, and then he would try to figure out a way to get around what he saw. Um, and like change the destiny of the characters and um, that's why what Bravely Default fucking says it turns out that's really hard to do in a turn based game um, so ultimately the game took the form of like a single player RPG or MMORPG not a dissimilar to Final Fantasy 12 something like that uh-huh. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but more importantly the game has an absolutely gargantuan open world and it's really focused on exploration um, they designed the game to have a bunch of landmarks scoon across the map for the player to discover organically and actively reward them for finding it. Um, and that was where I really fell in love with the game. Just like whenever you found this giant new area that was still super densely populated for shit for you to find, um, like playing the game's combat was fun enough, getting to know more about the characters was fun, the story's good. But for me, it was that exploration and really like getting to dig in to the setting of that game and realizing like you are physically progressing and moving over this dead god's body and like it's it's a really fascinating thing so Um, so really quickly to to clarify because i want to kind of like look up images so i can kind of see this this is xenoblade xenoblade chronicles oh this is xenoblade chronicles okay I, I, I how could you ever be confused about the chronology? <laughs> I I am very names. confused about the chronology of Zeno. Okay, because I was looking up stuff and I'm like, wait, this is all stuff from like semi modern consoles. We were talking about PS2, and now all of a sudden we're on Zeno like... Saga. Z- <laughs> so I typed I mean, in Zeno Blade. Xenoblade Chronicles. So Xenoblade Chronicles is what I'm looking up, right? Yeah. Uh, then there's Xenoblade Chronicles X, there's Xenoblade uh the the Ender's Game book is called Xenoside. Uh <laughs> there's nothing confusing about this one. Okay, this looks okay, this looks more like what I was thinking of. Okay. So just as a as a quick side note, given that Xenoblade's 
like big one of its big focuses was like developing the game to reward the player for organically discovering um like cool new geological finds in this really interesting open world uh monolith soft uh did a lot of work on breath of the wild specifically designing mm-hmm. the landscape and the topography of hyrule um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you like that weird tech demo that Zelda became, <laughs> uh, it turns out it's Xenoblade's fault. You're welcome. Huh? Thank you. I uh, I humbly I humbly <laughs> thank everyone involved from the bottom of my, my heart. My letter writing campaign. Saved, I'm so happy that <laughs> Breath of the Wild was the the most well receptive uh, tech demo. I love Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I I do I do love how uh, Davy's letter writing campaign uh, <laughs> breathed new life welcome. into You're the welcome. Legend I of Zelda I series. Regret it like even a no little. pun intended. Like you you were able Me. to take you were able to take Skyward Sword personally yes. and form it into Breath of the <laughs> yeah, Wild. Yeah, no, I I Wii Motion Plus get the fuck out of here. Oh God. Link's crossbow training suck. I played dick. Breath of the Wild on the Wii U because I bought this thing because of Zelda. You sons of bitches! My Zelda is left-handed or whatever. I. Oh. Anyway, I, I I I do gotta say it looks really on even on the Wii U. It still looks really good. Yeah, frame rate kind of has. I mean, uh, it has it, frame rate issues yeah. on all platforms. Anyway, it it loads really crappily. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just the the. Nintendo's design philosophy, I think we've talked about here a couple of times and in our little circle, mm-hmm. but, I mean, they, they've skewed a lot more towards, like, organically experiencing rich and dense content and world and worlds and stuff, and um, Xenosaga led kind of directly to that because everyone got sad and they wanted to do something cool. Yeah, that's neat. So, keep in mind, sometimes when you're sad, something cool will happen later, or something. That is a I will story. keep that in... Am I helping? I will keep that in mind uh, for I, things that are totally not help happening. I don't, yeah, right I don't know why you would tell us a story. Nothing terrible is happening. On June 2nd, 2020, am I helping right now? Uh, yeah, no, yes, that was yes, a, that yeah, was a yeah. heartwarming story about a Japanese developer that came so up multiple, from their multiple, failure. Multiple times through his development, uh, Takahashi, uh, the developer went to serious producer Hitoshi Yamagami, who has been with Nintendo for a bajillion years. He he worked on <laughs> Dr. Mario. He made the original cards that that, that Nintendo, <laughs> he, the card he company, himself used to make. purchased the Seattle <laughs> he, Mariners. He invented the Ace of Spades. <laughs> both the card and the song. <laughs> All of this was Nintendo before the family computer they yeah. had didn't they make uh, yeah black sa- i don't know who uh metallica we're nope i think we're really fucking this up <laughs> but the uh beatles? but yeah so he's been there yeah, for the a really long time he's been there a really long time so takahashi went like look the development of this game we're having problems we were, we were too ambitious again we did the xenosaga thing of saying we we're gonna make a bajillion hour thing and we're, we, it can only be a a, a, a septillion hour thing and we have to cut out the girl. And Yamagama was like, just make the game you want to make. Just do whatever you want. It'll be fine. I will sell them on it. Make your thing. And like apparently this happened more than once. Um, and like sometimes it just takes confidence. Because look where we are now. Ten years fucking later. Um, yeah. Also, yeah, just really quick. Like- the music's really good. Um, <laughs> if you know... 
if you uh if you know your video game music history uh, yoko shimamura the composer of street fighter 2 no. Um, no way. And a bunch of like uh, ACE Plus, uh, Manami Kyoto, um, a bunch of other awesome artists that did the composition for this game's soundtrack. It blew my face off. It is goddamn amazing. A bunch of it got revamped <laughs> for the remaster or the for the thing they put out this year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's, That's yeah. really awesome. I have a I have a new appreciation for the Xenosaga series. Yeah, Zeno. Zeno. I because before all I knew about it was I played a little bit of X, and that was about mech mechas. I think. Yeah, you. That and was a bad man. That, I mean, that was an interesting yeah, concept. Like, you know like, me, I love my armored core. It uh-huh. just didn't work out. Yeah. And then the other thing I know about Xenoblade is sword waifus. Uh-huh. Yes, and we'll get to that. All I know about Xenosaga. so Xenoblade Xenoblade's Chronicles One is an interesting JRPG because it for like a couple of reasons. Like one, it, it it does have a lot of tropes, but it tries to break them early on and. Mm-hmm. Like, like the the core conceit of the main character is that he can see into the future and change his destiny, and a lot of the things he, that he sees early on is like where you would expect the plot to go, and then he actively acts to go against it. That's interesting. And mm-hmm. like you, you have your girlfriend at the beginning of the game, and and like you can play as her. She's a playable character, and like they're you know they're gonna build up like okay, this is Zidane and what's her face from Final Fantasy VIII, I think. Are you there, Chris? Uh, uh Renoa. I, I I said that specifically to make Chris angry. Uh, uh, oh, Zidane, oh, you're you're, be, you're being an ad. I I I I took everything you said at face value. Shouldn't have done oh, that. Fuck you. Like it. It's 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 like what do you want? Do you want Cloud and Tifa? Do you want do you want do you want Squall and Renoa, or do you want like Zidane and and oh and nine? Like what do you want, man? Nine. Yeah, it was nine. Yeah. It was just, the joke landed. Shut up. Got so, it. So, like, <laughs> imagine if, if Cloud and Aerith was a thing, but Aerith died, like, maybe 45 minutes in. Like, like Fiora gets offed immediately mm. in that game. That's sad. And oh, that's sad. Shulk spends the entire game knowing he saw into the future, he saw it happen, and he couldn't stop it. And he ends up, like, he, he spends, like, 30 hours of that game just thinking, man, these goddamn robots, they suck ass. I'm going to kill them all. And then it turns out maybe the robots aren't so bad, and and then and then the game just becomes all sides fighting God like every JRPG does. But that t- it takes like forty yeah. hours to get there. So yeah, it takes a long time to get to the point where you fight God and and destroy uh, tradition and and you break the cycle. And for a while, right? it really seems like it's not going to do that. And, <laughs> and and until you get to that point, it's like man, this is really interesting. The other thing that makes it really interesting is the localization. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I do know a little bit. A little this. bit, yeah. So, yeah. Keep in mind that the first models that would eventually become the basis for the Bionis and the Mechanis, the two gods that form the setting of the world of Xenoblade One, uh, those were made in two thousand six, um, right after Xenosaga just, just, just they took a Bible and shoved it in the toilet and set it on fire. Yes. Um, yeah. The game was announced at E three twenty nineteen or E three two thousand nine. Like, they announced it at E3. Mm-hmm. It was released in Japan the year after. 
despite being announced at E3 over a year after the game came out in Japan, we finally heard like it's gonna be localized. This thing that Nintendo bothered to put on the stage at E3 around the time the Wii came out. Like, they're actually going to put it out. Weird. Okay, cool. <laughs> what? But only, That's strange. But only in Europe. Somehow a game with alcohol and drugs and overt religious themes mm-hmm. and all kinds of problematic mm-hmm. shit. Not, I mean, yeah. problematic in terms of, like, just, you look at the UK, you look, you, you look at Europe and, and the, just the nightmare of regulation between the billion member countries... And yeah. all the shit in Xenoblade that you can have problems with. And yeah. somehow it's going to come out there and not here in in the in, in North America. And not only that, it's going to be localized in English. Like, like Well, 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 something I got to say is that in, in response to all those things, like, it's especially weird because because the EU, or at least Europe, is... Uh, the only thing they're cool with is sex. Like everything else is just like, hmm, you shouldn't be doing that. So, so like with Xenoblade, you don't get the weird sex There's shit no until, 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 uh, uh, until Xenoblade Chronicles Two. So they're like ten years <laughs> off from getting the one that Europe wants. That the yeah. Europe would be yeah, okay. We're, with. we're the complete opposite. We're like. You can you can murder like a thousand dudes on screen, but like show some titty and it's like uh uh-uh, uh absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, cover mm-hmm. that shit up. If... Like she can be bathed in the blood of her of her Nazi enemies, but like that that blood yeah. better be soaked but... on like a, a properly covered like chest. Like come, come the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like the 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 nipple, like God if, forbid, if, if you can see the nipple through her shirt. Through her blood yeah, soaked God forbid you you see that. Think of the children. Yeah, like think of the think of the children. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah, stab. like Shulk, Shulk literally has murderous rage for the first thirty hours of that game. <laughs> All he thinks about is literally just ending life. But and, and just and and somehow the e, the EU was like, this is okay. We want this here. So yeah. people <laughs> like, like it. It was announced for English, and, and how many games? Can you think of that... Like, how many JRPGs can you think of that have a primarily English cast? Like, like British-English voice cast? That are not, uh, like, period pieces in that region? Because just yeah. circumstances require, like, hey, it's being localized in this region. We should probably get people from this region to fucking voice it. Yeah, that's... Um, Final Fantasy Twelve did... I think they did the, uh, the Star Wars thing of all bad guys are British... Did but uh, all, all good guys have a, have uh, American know. accents. Uh, basically, uh, Van is fr- is from the good guys. Good guy. Nation, what about Balthier? Right? He has a like a like a British accent. Balthier is from the opposite nation. Oh, He's is from he? The I, opposite don't, I don't nation. think he I got that far. Good. Yeah, I think he was like a. Well, pirate he yeah he was a other, sky pirate. Like, but was he Garlean? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think so. okay. He was he was from that okay. nation. You know so. So that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know if they got British voice actors for those roles, though. Like, I don't. Like that's that's the remember. thing. Like, like the the British vo- the British voice actor thing is really weird because I the one thing I know about this game is the thing that connects it all together is that connects it all together. It's, it's, it's uh, not the that, thing that connects it all together, but I 
that that connects me to this conversation <laughs> is uh cutie patootie uh uh jenna louise coleman from doctor who is in the game yep she voices one of like arguably the main protagonist like yeah. arguably the game is kind of her arc that's that's so crazy to me that like because i unless i just don't recognize the other um the other like vo- names in the in the in the game um like she's she's arguably like the mo the one with the biggest claim to fame and it's very strange like like see like can you imagine like matt smith voicing a character in this game like like i think he's a little too high built for it you know like like it'd be like getting i don't know um i don't want to reference daniel day lewis again but like it'd be getting like like tilda swinton to be like hey can you voice this anime (laughs) sure i will voice the anime yeah (laughs) like like that's that's weird that's weird So yeah, like like oh. they got Jenna Louise Coleman. They they got a bunch of other people who, admittedly, I don't know what else they've worked on. But the voice cast of that game uh, of Xenoblade Chronicles is brilliant. They do a really good job. Um, and the game came out in Europe in August 2011, so about a year after it came out in Japan. And still, with the game out in English, there was no release. There was no release plan elsewhere in the West. At least that had been announced. Um, E3 2011 came and went without mention of the game. Um, although, it was said by a marketing manager from Nintendo France that they wanted to display it and put it like, hey, we're putting this video game out in our region. Or this game is out in our region. <laughs> no, yeah, it was coming out because E3's in July and this was, and the game came out in August. Uh, they wanted to display it and like advertise the thing they were putting out, but Nintendo of America blocked it because they weren't planning on releasing it. Um, The producer in question ended up leaving the company 11 days later. So, I don't know if you know, if you two know what happens when the internet is told it will not get what it wants. I'm astutely aware. Yeah. It doesn't, the internet gets mad. So that's, (laughs) side note, that's really weird because it's already in English. It was. It would literally it was, cost them zero dollars to to it, port it, it to it, North America. And, and like, keep in mind, like the Wii wasn't super equipped for this, but people could download video games at this point. Like, yeah, it 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 wasn't not weird. So we'll get to that towards the end. Okay. Well, well, like the, was like you know you gotta put the thing is like to port it to the American Wii you have to put this weird little like dongle on the thing or take off the dongle of the cartridge in order to shove it into your into your Wii. Um, so so that's probably they couldn't afford that 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 weird little little hook shit the anymore. Weird. Oh, the it, Wii Motion Plus. No, the no. I'm, the be, NES. I'm being. Oh, okay. I'm like what. <laughs> The NES, they, they just put a piece of plastic in the way. So oh, that that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Played on a Super Nintendo or on a NES. Yeah. Um, I like. I I genuinely like spoilers. I genuinely am not exactly sure why it was such like it took so long for it to get announced. Um, but we'll get into some of the implications of that. So anyway, the internet got mad, and internet nerds, including myself, kind of ended up coalescing around three games that we as the collective mm-hmm. internet 
Yeah. Felt it a bit ignored by Daddy Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we were like, hey, you have these three games here. You you have these three Japanese video games that I want to. I, I want you to take your culture and put it into my culture, and I want it now. <laughs> And and, ja- and and Japan's just like these three games are not a culture. Please don't, please don't say that. It's and, what and we do. Like, kind of no. tell weebs that their anime is not Japanese culture. I I I did not say anime wasn't their culture. I I said those three games might not be their culture. You know, so, because I went to Japan and I went to a fucking shopping mall and like and I was told my entire life it's just like you know Japan really looks down on on the anime and it's not their culture and shit. And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. And you know what? That's I, I, I accept that that's not all of their culture, right? Like, there has to be more. They must be really annoyed with people. that's just like, hello, I've come from the United States. Give me your anime, please. It's like, you're in Kyoto. You gotta go north for that shit. Um, but I went to a mall in Tokyo, and there was fucking Gundam everywhere. <laughs> I don't mean just selling Gundam. There were just pictures of Gundam yeah. everywhere. Chris, can, can, you, and I, can you send me that, that picture of you in front of that 30-foot Gundam statue? I will I will find it. I will, yes! 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 That was the mall where they had the picture. Like, not just real? advertisements of Gundams. Not just advertisements of Gundams. Right? It was just stills from the Gundam show scattered throughout this mall. And I'm just like, this is this is a strange <laughs> choice for decoration. If it was an ad, I would know. How much okay? money did you? But it how was, much money did you spend at that mall? Eight thousand dollars. I spent. Hey, I spent a lot of money on you, my you, friend. You sure did. I, I I have right here this Goku figurine, a bunch of Japanese three DS baseball games. I, I fucking made it like <laughs> oh, a yeah, bandit. Oh yeah, I remember you guys talking about that. Hell that yeah! That was when I like first met you guys. <laughs> I got a fucking my, like, yeah. like Dragon Quest slime lamp that I <laughs> yes, finally learned I, how that, it works like a week and a half ago. I'm the most proud of that. That is the most proud I am. Uh, I've never, you know what? I probably shouldn't be proud of things I buy, but uh, I was very proud of that. Con so, <laughs> uh, but my my friends did judge me pretty hard, and I did say like, hey, it's not, it's not for me. It's it's not for me. Um, cause I was buying a lot of shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. So the, um, the three games that the, uh, the, the, the group that eventually loosely became to be known as, or not loosely, they were an organization, but, uh, like the folks that coalesced around these games, uh, kind of fall under the banner of Operation Rainfall. Um, the three games that we all decided, Hey, give us these things now were uh, the last story uh, from Mistwalker. Um, so Mistwalker had made, at that point, a couple of JRPGs, uh, Blue Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, something else, I don't remember. That's it? Um, That's all they th- did? Th- there might not have been a second one. That- oh, no, no, sorry, Mistwalker and Lost Odyssey. Um, which oh, I love Lost Odyssey. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, they made the last story, uh, a JRPG that has a fucking ton of Final Fantasy DNA, including being called the the final story whatever the fuck um <laughs> uh, it also has its director uh sakaguchi the guy who made oh, the this... original final fantasy is this is this last remnant no the last story 
pay attention. The last story. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, Last yeah, Remnant, yeah, yeah. that that game's weird. We should talk about that later. <laughs> that game's really interesting. I, I, I don't know putting how it's it, not putting that Oh, that's what I was burner. initially Sorry. thinking of, too. That was um, a very interesting game. But no, like, the last story was a game that was published by Square and had, like, literally mm-hmm. had the Final Fantasy Man and had two games that actually did pretty well in the West by most accounts in Blue Dragon yeah. and Lost Odyssey um, under their belt. Yeah. Um, but nothing was really doing and then Mistwalker went on to make a phone game and then a second phone game that failed and they just kept making the first phone game it's weird mm-hmm. um Battle. we okay. failed at our phone game well at least the second one go back to the first failed phone game that will <laughs> Terra battle everything. one didn't fail Terra battle two was a bummer anyway oh okay um the second game was pandora's tower from Ganbarian, I think. I don't know how you say it. Okay. Uh, they're known for making a bunch of One Piece games. One Piece World Traveler or whatever from last year was also them. Uh, World Seeker, sorry. Uh, if you saw that on Steam, it immediately got discounted like 40%. Um, I want to stream that game. I don't really have that strong of an opinion on it, even though I wrote to exceed begging them to publish it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I want it. I want to buy it. I did buy it. I bought all three of these games. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. I only played one of them, but what, hey, yeah, I gave them yeah. money. Um, but you you, you, you were book. able to give you were able to give the land of the rising sun the money. <laughs> end of end of story. Um, and then of course what, what, the the what was the. What what was the campaigning like to to get these games out? Yeah, here? so what, what was that like? Yeah, my yeah. Friend? So we'll get into that. It's actually there's some interesting stuff in there. So the third game, sure, of course, sure, was Xenoblade sure. Chronicles, which again, unlike the other two games, was already fucking out in English. Um, which I, I, in general, like the, the tone of the story is pretty quickly going to go into hey, people whining on the internet. It's actually maybe not that great, but um, like it was out in English. What are you doing? Um, give it to me on the internet. So, uh, the nerd's stated goal, uh, us, we, the nerds, our stated goal was mm-hmm. to raise fan awareness of the three games through emails, online petitions, unfortunately phone calls, messaging, social <laughs> media accounts, etc. I never made a phone call, I'll say that. I, I never bothered a fucking, That sounds a little like, excessive for a video customer game. service person at Nintendo of America over this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was around this time that a similar uh, social media presence was saving the future of the Tales of franchise, at least theoretically. Um, like, I remember back in the day, like, going on, like, Facebook's, or, like, the Tales of fan page that Namco had for Facebook, or for the Tales of franchise, and going like, yes. hey, action RPGs are cool. And, um... And someone was just like, "We don't believe you." I st- I still f- <laughs> I still follow You're... the guy that was the uh, like the PR head um, for Namco. He doesn't work there anymore. I'm really bummed out. I can't remember his name. If I remember, I'll edit it in now. Um, but uh, like he he was really active and like talking to fans and being like, "Hey, t- if you're interested, keep telling us because like we we're not gonna do nothing if, if like where we are right now, we're not gonna change our fucking mind." Um, and eventually, Tales of the Graces ended up coming out in America, and we haven't missed a game in that series since, so... Hmm. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? We ended up missing some DS1. That was fine. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll take the loss of that. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, but So probably the most successful push in like getting the campaign 
like the Operation Rainfall stuff, like some really positive press um, and like kind of gave it like a mainstream impact was when they initially announced the game, Monado Beginning of the World had a placeholder on Amazon. Um, mm. So one thing that was done, and I actually ended, I did this myself, um, was we, like a bunch of folks with Operation Rainfall went and pre-ordered Monado Beginning of the World's placeholder on Amazon. Mm. And it eventually actually led to uh, Xenoblade overtaking Ocarina of Time 3D and Black Ops on the highest selling games on Amazon. Oh shit. Damn. Um, so that But this was before it was Xenoblade. So Monado was the placeholder, but if you bought it, it's still linked to Xenoblade Chronicles. Um, oh, okay. so like Xenoblade cuz like when you when you release a game, you release it under like a bunch of different SKUs. Like you release the collector's yeah. edition, the main edition, oh, true. all those things, and they all get roped up into one product of Xenoblade. And Monado was mm-hmm. tied to Xenoblade. So it was just like, hey, the top-selling game right now on Amazon is Xenoblade Chronicles, a game that has mm-hmm. not even been announced here. Um, and like that got a lot of articles in like Silicon Era and Kotaku and all these places, and, and got... It's one of the things that, like, sometimes the little guerrilla tactics that you can pull off in these things are actually cool and interesting, um, and not just screaming at PR people right. on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that well, that's ha- that's what it led to. That's what we do now. A little bit. Uh. Um, it's great. So eventually, the campaigns were also co-signed by Mistwalker. Uh, like Mistwalker was like, "Hey, that's cool. People want to buy our thing. Neato. Uh, talk to Square. I can't fucking do anything about it." And, and and then I, I learned a thing that I should not have learned yesterday. It turns mm. out one of like the head writer on Xenosaga was a woman named Soraya Saga. Which just made me think like, is it possible that Saga did not mean story? Could it have just been Xeno me? This this is me. <laughs> I, is Soraya Saga I, Mary Magdalene? Is I, it her? I think that might be a step. Jesus's mother is not actually in the plot. Is that her? Zeno me um i but like it's it, it could be the, you know how you know how like okay, like we we've all partaken in the animes correct no on occasion correct well you know how anime uh like openings and shit it'll just have they'll, they'll just scream one line in english yes what what if yeah like like it, but it's kind of like nonsense except for like when it's asian kung fu generation because like ready steady go is really good um i don't know if i've that's been watching thing. jojo's bizarre think... adventure that entire th- that, that 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 fucking show is a character called dan of steel <laughs> but in in the dub he's saying steely dan <laughs> i can hear him saying it stop lying to me it's steely dan yeah yeah Oasis, Green Day, Sanctuary, uh, Verdant, one seventh of the week. Good. <laughs> Eyes closing. One hundred plus eighty plus one plus one. <laughs> my greatest enemy. Oh my god. I don't need anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was also revealed after the fact that Takahashi fully expected the game to be released worldwide when he was developing it, so uh, who knows how we got that idea. Given how, how much support Nintendo had for the project, like, how how mm. did those wires get crossed? I, it's weird. Um, it is strange. Yeah. 
And keep in mind that despite all this support, like, like Nintendo has kind of done this before because, like, and the one reason why people kind of hinged on, like, could it have been the, the themes of the game? And, like, if it was that, why did it come out in Europe? Because Nintendo's been holding Mother 3 behind uh, this thing talks about the Bible exactly once wall for mm-hmm. 14 years now. <laughs> There's a gravestone in it, and we can't have <laughs> There's that. There's a gravestone in something, like, vaguely ghosty flies out of it which implies an afterlife which we just don't want to broach I <laughs> which is just like it, it you know it's it's just it's just it's just sacred ground i, that, I know you know i know a ghost is a literal foe of our most iconic character <laughs> I, well, well you see boo is not really a ghost yeah he's more he's more of a he's more of a of a spirit he, he's a projection of of, yeah. of rage, but he's you, a manifestation. Do you think it's the themes like that, or do you just, or do you think it was they just didn't think they would make enough money? So, but that's the thing. Like, I I don't I, I am no I'm no captain of industry, but right. I would imagine if you are jumping through the regulation loopholes of putting a thing out across the entire EU. I don't see how that could be more complicated yeah, than it, in, in America. My kind of I, same thought. I know America It's also in English. Big. It's not like they had, you know, it was released in French, and then it was like, oh, well, shit, we gotta pay voice actors for English. And One we don't thing I will asked. say is that when I'm watching Doctor Who, I gotta watch that shit with subtitles, because I cannot understand a goddamn thing <laughs> that they're saying. Uh-huh. So maybe they thought, uh, oh, yeah, this is in English, maybe. but it's in the Queen's English. I so. suppose, I suppose, as a Japanese person who may think that the dialects are significantly different between the two continents, that maybe they wouldn't be able to understand. I, I suppose that's something no, but, that someone could think of. But that's but that's not fair because because like I don't think that's quite it because like. Because they they got to get the lip flaps on, you know, and I think that's that that like, you know, the 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 British are gonna fuck up the Japanese lip flaps just just as much as the the Americans do, and so like I think we're on even playing field. I think lip flaps literally makes us you, even on that. You're regard. talking about um, uh, mouth shapes, right? Uh, I, I, there's yeah. a name for it. There's an actual animating term for it. I can't think of it right now. It's is it not uh, lip syncing? <laughs> lip syncing. And, and I mean, sure, and one sure. thing I'll say about Xenoblade, which like I, the, this doesn't really apply to the remaster or the remake or whatever, but the original game uh, ran like the resolution was like 210p. Like you do not see faces very good in this game. You can get away with lip <laughs> flat, like lip syncing. In, in in Xenoblade. Xenoblade, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm really really happy that it's uh, that it's in HD now. <laughs> like that game because... looks better on the 3DS than it looked on the fucking Wii. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, that was not. But, but at the same time, you got to Wii. render the entire map at once, and it looks awesome when it's that big. But yeah, the Wii was not yeah, the most powerful faces, console. Dude's faces hey. did not get uh, kind of got the short shift there. There was a moment in time where the Wii was the only device in my house <laughs> that could play YouTube and Netflix. This is true. That 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 would like I had nothing else. I did not have a smartphone. I did not um I did not 
like, uh, have a... Uh, I did not have a functioning computer for a little while. So, so, th so there's that. But, like, it was, it was, it was, you know, so you gotta give credit to the Wii where credit is due. The Wii was the little console that could, certainly. Yeah. The Wii was the little console that got the olds. <laughs> if, if you can yeah. get the olds, you if make you all get, the money. Yeah. You get the olds there, and the normies. The non there, there was people. a. I mean, I'm I'm unsure if I was an old or normie at that or normie <laughs> at that time. I'm I. It's it's literally either or. It was a coin toss, but well, but it also. What? I mean, it got some people that played video games. I didn't get a I didn't get a Wii until Sonic Colors came out for some fucking reason. Um, I don't know how nice. I knew that was going to be good, but nice. Um, it just came out after Generations, dude. Came out no no generations was after colors you fucking plebeian. Oh fuck! They always get I... me with Zelda. I was I've always got to play the new Zelda game. So Reggie files Amy. Reggie mm -hmm. Fizeme, remember him? He makes pizza now or something. Uh, um, the Nintendo of America guy, right? Yeah, yeah. They had a Nintendo Reggie. of America for a long time. His body is ready. The I, big man. I actually didn't know what his last name was. Yeah. You didn't know it was Fizeme. How do you spell it? Uh, F I L S <laughs> space A I M E. I actually um, didn't know that. I just knew him as Reggie. <laughs> which I there, mean, there yeah, might I mean, be some. A lot of people just kind of knew him as Reggie. He was a very memeable man. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I assume he still is over where he does pizza. Probably. Um, he's a good so guy. I like him. He said he's a, he was a very effective head of of state for Nintendo for yeah. a long time. Um. Mm -hmm. So he said at one point that they were watching Xenoblade, quote-unquote, very closely in Europe, but there was no official word. Um, finally, in December 2011, after we got Monado, beginning of the world, to sell more copies than Black Ops for a couple of weeks on Amazon, and five months after the game's release in fucking English, and in a time when people could physically download video games off of the internet, uh, although not on the, not on the Wii... Um, video game is greatest hero stepped into the spotlight. Um, so when I when I when I ask you to describe the most positive force in the world of video games today, just the most positive mm -hmm. player in this space. Yeah. Who do you think it is? Player? Like, like the the most positive. Oh, like, like someone in the industry. Well, like agent in the industry. Like 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 actor like ubisoft has been able to keep their games running by kind of rehabilitating them if they don't land and um like nintendo like pushed back on deadlines so the people didn't like go crazy and they like nintendo is one of the few companies that seems to not do crunch. want to actually keep people in this space for more than four years and yeah they, they develop people as people developers out. of video games in in uh, that mindset, who what company is has the most positive effect on this industry? What company? do you think it is? Yeah, let's say company. Uh, well, I was gonna say Iwata because most people would say that Iwata would have been a good choice, but that that was not what I was thinking of. So, uh, like but company, if you're like, of a like company. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, we gotta do an episode about Iwata. Iwata, man. I actually don't know a lot about him. I just he was always there. Um, he would be an interesting topic to research and discuss. 
Uh, but in terms of a company, I guess Nintendo? Okay, Chris, what do you got? Uh, I can't I'm, think of anything I'm else. Gonna... Definitely not any Western I'm... company. I'm gonna go with... I'm gonna go with Fortnite. Just plain old Fortnite as a brand. <laughs> I... Most positive oh, thing in God. the industry. No. Nothing, Do you know what nothing Fortnite wrong did? With Fortnite. Fortnite literally murdered a game. Paragon was a really interesting third-person action MOBA, and they literally pulled all funding from any game that was in development, the only one which was Paragon. They took yeah. everyone off that team, all of its funding, murdered that game, and then just shoved everything into Fortnite. I'll tell you I'll tell you what I think. I or I'll tell you what I don't think. I definitely don't think that 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 Fortnite monetizes on the feelings of small children. They don't they definitely don't do that. And that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> All I know is that that Travis Scott uh, concert in Fortnite was actually pretty fucking cool. Is, who, side note, who the fuck is Travis Scott? I, keep, I don't know. Here, he's is a he a, he's a rapper, right? He's a he's According a, to the he, concert, a he raps, yes. Does he do the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah? Is that him? No, that's Kendrick. I think, I think that's sicko. Well, if that's, that's sicko mode, then yeah. yeah. Oh, he does sicko mode. Okay. Yeah, which is, which like... I think I listened to the. He was song. the that was like, the Super like, Bowl halftime guy, right? Was that Sicko Mode? This For, Fortnite this might year? as well be the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, right. That is true. So it turns um, out this year it was not them. It I think was it was Jennifer two Lopez. years ago. Then, oh, I think it was. I didn't know his name was. I I don't listen to rap music. I hate it so much. So no, you're all wrong. Okay, it's not Fortnite. It's not Nintendo. I didn't think it was it's Fortnite. God oh, damn. The the greatest positive influencing company on this industry is also the place where Xenoblade Chronicles finally showed up for pre-order, only as a placeholder at first, but eventually was confirmed. Xenoblade Chronicles oh released ex- exclusive oh I on GameStop.com. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. As I'm soon, sorry, what? As soon as... As soon as you said it, as soon as you were leading up to it, I was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah. Nintendo made a deal where they were going to put the game out in the in, in North America. You could only buy it from mm-hmm. two places. Nintendo's website, which sold out basically immediately, and at GameStop. Um, God. The game ended up being relatively rare. I don't remember, because I knew a lot of people back in the day. Um, and everyone was excited to get it. I don't remember anyone who had trouble get it or like that wasn't able to get a copy. But mm-hmm. like what the the store that I used to work at when I went over to pick up my copy, they were like, "Yeah, we got like three copies of this thing." Like it was not something they were like making a fucking ton of copies of. They they were not looking mm-hmm. to take a manufacturing loss on this thing. It seems like, but mm-hmm. yeah, it. it uh, like the game still now goes for like 45 50 bucks on eBay if you have like a sealed copy it goes into the triple digits Damn. um which I have three sealed copies because I knew what was gonna happen <laughs> um mm-hmm. 
it's just one day when I have a having a bad time and the amiibo card money runs out from the Animal Crossing <laughs> amiibo. Um, I'll fucking pull that ripcord. But yeah, no, Xenoblade was a GameStop exclusive in North America. So, it, w- well, so when I think of GameStop, I don't think of Paragon of video games. No. So I, was um, this sarcasm? Absolutely. Okay. All every, right. All every hero in the make story sure. is actually a villain. Got it. I was gonna say because first off, except exclusively releasing games is terrible, and I hate it. I, I feel it's, you. You I just have you. to download and GameStop's launch. No, you, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. It is go. It is. A, it's an Epic Store exclusive for six months, and then you can buy it on Steam. If you walk in the yeah. GameStop, they will hand you a free copy of Civ Six. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> the, the, uh, I already own Civ I mildly, Six. I I mildly agree with you. Um, I like th- this could be a conversation for another day, and I think this would probably be our first like our first like like true debate if we were to debate like you know is is Epic Game Store really that bad? Um, oh yeah. Uh, like. I, I, yeah, because I because part of the argument too is having like multiple launchers. I don't care about having multiple launchers, but I hate when it's like, uh huh. Sure. Like I understand, like, hey, this is an epic game. They want to release it on their their launcher. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But when it's like a game that some third party website or third party someone made, and they give them a shit ton of money just to release on their platform for like six months, it really rubs uh-huh. me the wrong way. Well, that that's only Epic. <laughs> you know, only Epic has that yeah. kind of money to toss around. Like, you think fucking uh, you know, you Chris, think good man, you, you, you think you, Fortnite you think did good this, old man. Games? <laughs> Fortnite let them do this. This is true. I, it's all because of Fortnite. I, mm-hmm, and and therefore, Epic is the is the is the Jesus of the uh, of the gaming industry. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I mean the chaos. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. leave that. We can. That's actually a pretty good topic. We could talk about for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, yeah. you know, to, to, like, kind of pick brains about that. But, but like, but, like, I don't know. I, I definitely, at that time, didn't think too poorly of, um, of, of, like, GameStop for doing that. In fact, I, I thought of them positively because it was a way to get the physical Hell game yeah, man, all. power to the players. Come the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I suppose it's better than the game card. not being released at all, but... Right? Being yeah. able to so buy like, it from it, multiple real retailers is yeah. more capitalist. I I think I fucking love capitalism. I, that's I've always said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could we could get into that conversation so, a bit later. Basically, but, everything um, about the story is good. So, I I have a question though. Does does GameStop try to further that? Does GameStop try to get like does does GameStop try to pull an Epic and like and so, try to like get more games under their under this their was, like brand? This was around and, and, like, the time when you started seeing retail exclusive pre order bonuses. Yeah. And oh, true. Because yeah, because nobody. Like, yeah, it, only recently with the like the different launcher things on PC when you can like only get games like only on the Epic Store for like the first six months. That yeah. hasn't really happened too much in the past that I can I'm aware of. But yeah, the pre-order bonuses 
was yeah, always let's a get huge it at Best thing. Buy. And yeah. I used to when I was a yeah. kid, that meant a lot to me because like if you got something really cool for pre-ordering it at Best Buy, you would go pre-order it at Best Buy. Uh-huh. I I always disliked it. I always disliked that concept of just like I got to specifically buy it from fucking Target. Looking back on it now, I see how terrible it is, but when I was yeah. a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. a really cool bonus. I'm going to go there." Yeah, I mean, I remember exactly. when when I got my little pre-order sticker for fucking some bad game like Legend of Legaia 2 or something and they mm-hmm, gave me like a playing mm-hmm, card mm-hmm. for Pikachu <laughs> and and uh, wait I, I remember being happy it's not really the same you got, thing you, you got a Pikachu card for 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 Legend of Legaia yeah <laughs> yeah okay nice. all right sure that that checks yeah. out I don't know. We should talk about Legend of the Guy sometime. The game's weird. So, anyway. so everything about this story is good. Yeah, everything's fine. So, yeah, Xenoblade comes out, and hey, turns out when you let talented people make whatever the fuck they want, and it's in a place where, like, the audience can, like, consume it, people, like, how many JRPGs can you think of in the 2000s, like, like 2010s, that really hit? Like Persona Five, or Persona Four. Sorry, I guess Persona Five. Uh, Final Fantasy Ten. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Ten was two thousand one, so like oh, the wow. twenty ten. Uh, so then uh, that would have been question around wait, the time of like you, twelve and thirteen. Could you repeat the question one more time? So how many JRPGs from two thousand, let's say two thousand nine to two thousand twenty or two thousand nineteen, can you think mm-hmm. of that like really actually hit? Uh, Persona Five, I felt was pretty big. Pers- yeah, Persona Five was pretty big. Persona, f- I-, I felt like uh, that was mainly because it was marketed well and it was an introduction to the series for most people. I am still surprised how much love Near Automata got. I think that's like, because I'm it's not, not necessarily a JRPG; it's more of an action game. Yeah, it's a it's, platinum game. It, it rode off the, it, for a lot of with... people. It rode off the back of the platinum name. And then everyone else who was a near fan was like, "Holy shit, it's near!" Yeah, yeah. Platinum I, got I, him in the I, door, I, and then uh-huh. Emil's fucking skull closed around. Him. <laughs> they tricked us. But but like, I mean, does that? I, I mean, so are we talking about like strictly like menu simulators, well, like Japanese role playing games specifically? Because because that's what games. Xenoblade was, and Xenoblade Metacritic a ninety two in twenty twelve. Xenoblade wow. Metacritic, the only games that beat it. Wow. Were The Walking Dead from Telltale. Gross. Mass Effect wow. 3 somehow. Gross. And another JRPG in Persona 4 Golden. But that was also like the the second edition of Persona 4. And yeah, they, and, and it, 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 it was hitting like peak cult status at that yeah. point. Like it, that was, yeah. I think, after the first anime and before the second or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it beat out Borderlands 2, Dishonored, and Far Cry 3, and a bunch of other big games from that. Wow. That makes sense. Um,. That, it so it's it came maybe it came out at the perfect time because that seemed to be the year of massive uh, open world western RPGs, which I remember at the time getting sick of those. I'm still sick of those games. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> they kind of got done to death. But Xenoblades, to me anyway, the world always felt more alive. Like you're, yeah. you're not climbing there's, giant like mechanis dicks there's a very to find big all the difference between western rpgs that are set up in that style and japanese rpgs that are set up in that style mm-hmm. major major difference yeah. um yeah. the best one I... I think was horizon zero dawn 
because the theming and how it was done was so unique. Yes, but 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 like the, its only flaw is that it came out a week before Breath of the Wild yes. did. Uh, that I played Breath of the Wild, and uh, that I never correct. Like I I I feel bad for that no, game. That game I should great. have given it more of a fair. I shake, do too. You know. Okay, like, it's coming out. It's it's but, being ported to PC this year, so I'm going to give it a fair shake then. But what I played of it, I think I have I it twice over. <laughs> binged that for the first week. Because I knew Breath of the yes. Wild was coming out. I'm like, I'm never touching this game after this week. I need to finish it. And I never beat it because of Breath of the Wild. What I'm saying I'm... is that Breath of the Wild, again, Monolith Soft helped build the fucking world of Breath they just, of the Wild. They had a tech and they demo. learned those lessons from so, Xenoblade. So Xenoblade... And I'm saying Xenoblade fucking stabbed uh, Alloy, whatever the fuck her name is, right in the fucking spine. This is true. With oh, the Monado. Ashley Birch, no. Who is that Ashley Birch? <laughs> Yes, sir. I didn't it know is. that. She was a very good voice actress. I really like so, Aloy. Good character. So, good despite job. being a retailer exclusive that did not get a wide release, and keep in mind that the market here is much bigger than the market in Japan, uh, the game would sell more copies in the West than in Japan by quite a big margin. Uh, really? Yeah. Which, again, that's not necessarily saying, hey, they should have always done this, because... Supporting the game, localizing the game, takes time and money, and sometimes it's it's still not worth it. And to that point, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reggie said in an interview with Silicon Era after the game was finally announced, um, he said, "I have to tell you, it doesn't really affect what we do." Reggie began bluntly enough. We certainly look at it, and we're certainly aware of it, but it doesn't necessarily affect what we do. Speaking of Operation Rainfall and fan campaigns in general, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that our head of product development had a bet on X versus Y, which was referring to another project that I honestly don't remember because I wrote this yesterday while I was on Uh drugs. Um, Mm -hmm, We also mm -hmm. had a bet around localizing Xenoblade. I wanted to bring Xenoblade here. The deal was, how much of a localization effort was it? It was already in English, Reggie. Um, All you did was make Dunban's (laughs) underpants small, bigger. Um, Anyway. Uh, how many units are we going to sell and are we going to make money? We were literally having this debate while Operation Rainfall was happening and we were aware that there was interest for the game, but we wanted to make sure that it was a strong financial proposition. Um, I remember being miffed by the statement at the time and now I can't... I cannot imagine what would have happened if Reggie said, yep, we did it because those nerds called us a bunch. Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man! Th- yeah, and, and can you imagine how much worse kind of gimme gimme culture would be if if he flat out said like, "Hey nerds, you did because it because of the fans <laughs> demanding, we caved in." Yeah, I could see that ending very yeah, badly. Yeah, like 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 I just I just imagine like like some kid at home just going, "We did it." He's he's we got his he's got his like, why you gotta fucking like, do me this dirty but figurines okay. and he's like he's like trembling like oh I don't know why you guys are doing this to me <laughs> yes I'm filled with 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 power that was one thing that I was if we you guys were... are gonna do this you gotta read the Dark Tower <laughs> oh, why, why isn't everything just we just say a random thing and you're just like why because are you quoting be- the Dark Tower you're being mean to me. <laughs> I don't know how this this applies to the Dark Tower at all, but 
The Dark Tower is about everything, oh, man. God, man. Oh, yeah, it's about yeah. the it spine the, of reality, the, brother. It is the urtext of of Jesus. our world. So, um, that is basically the story of, of Operation Rainfall and uh, like how that campaign may or may not have led to or or helped push for the release of Xenoblade Chronicles into the, into North America and further in the West. Um, mm. There are some other tidbits about Xenoblade that I thought were interesting. Um, there was a really weird 3DS port that you needed, like, the, the new 3DS, if you remember that weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you needed that to play it. If you put it into another one, it would just say, like, get this out of here. It, just, it, would, the, it would say, give me mo- make me new, more money, please. was the most confusing just ridiculousness ever. How are they ever. so bad at this? They I make don't know. I, I, they make a new console, a brand new console, nothing to do with the Wii. Not even a fucking thing. No, like, there are motion controls, but they don't give you a sensor bar. It's, they, it's, it has no games to take advantage of sensor, and they call it the Wii U, which sounds like a fucking expansion. It sounds yeah. like a fucking expansion. No, you don't, this <laughs> isn't the Nintendo 3DS, this is the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, I want the new one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think for three years, uh, like the 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 naming squad was just really fucking high. That they took them out back and shot them, and then hired new people. (laughs) Honestly, you know what? Because the switch is a decent name. Yeah, and you know what I think it is? Like I, Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto. I'm pretty sure he's just been a prophet that no one's been able to fucking understand his vision for like 15 <laughs> years. Like, I he he sat mm-hmm. them down and went, I want a machine that you can carry with you portably, and then you put it on a television. I want you to do that for me. And the Wii people, oh, like, cool. I, I made a remote. I made a TV no, remote. This is this is, and the, then the uh, Wii U okay, people yeah, were yeah. like, I made a little touchpad thing, and they're like, what if we like combined these? <gasps> no, but now it's on both. The game's on both this screen and that screen. <laughs> it's it's no, like the no. one you hold, and now it's on the There's TV. There's two You're welcome. screens. One is the game, and one is your inventory. What? It's just like what does the second welcome. screen do so, for ninety percent of the game? So, Nothing. We made a game called Wonderful One Hundred One, where half of it takes place on both screens, and it's impossible to port it. Oh God. We, Tw- ten years later, we ported it. We, we, it's on a console that more than eight people have now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, just as a just as a gimmick, let's re let's rebrand the Wii U. Let let's make them a product that's the Wii U, but actually have it like make sense. Why? So like what what can what what can you add to the Wii U? Or I'm sorry, to the Wii that would make sense to, that it would Nintendo. Be called the Wii U. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Like, what what feature is added to the Wii that that would make sense? Ah, oh, now it's a Wii U. Some kind of smeller smeller vision. Like, oh, Wii U, you can smell Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't. I yeah. I don't know. The Wii. The Wii and the Wii U was an interesting timeline of gaming. I I will give them this the the tactile feel of the edges of Wii U discs. It's like you remember that scene from Rick and Morty when Morty's standing on a perfectly level surface, and like he, yeah. he has an existential crisis. That's how I feel when I'm holding the edge of a Wii U disc. 
It's God. so. It's like I cannot tell where my fingers end and the disc begins. Yeah. God, I, I never really thought about that. But yeah. Oh, what about a strange, what? strange? What speaking of. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Well, I'm not moving <laughs> from this topic. No. Like, really? Have you held one? That's that's the yes i have have you squeezed it as hard as you can trying to hurt your fingers and you can't no i have not you probably should it it'll probably a, snap at some point but you like like what the fuck the like like the, i that is that is that is giving such sheer poetry to this <laughs> stupid <laughs> stupid product did they do that because this they didn't stupid. want kids hurting themselves Probably, no, it's probably just they, they got special Blu-rays or whatever the fuck, and uh, they, they just happened uh-huh. to turn out that so, way. I, no, I, I, I like to believe one engineer is, is just like, alright, like, everyone else is just like, okay, so just slap the game on a disc, it really doesn't fucking matter, we really phoned this one in, and, and one guy is like, no, no, we can make CDs art. <laughs> and and like uh, and everyone else is just shoving this disc into a game and then fucking Davy of all people is just like slowly caressing I, the edge of this I I I understand <laughs> I understand this other human being you feel you, a deeper connection merged. to this engineer at Nintendo headquarters. Like one day, minds. one day I'm gonna be in the middle of Montana on some conference. And I'm gonna see across the room a Japanese engineer working, like a, like a metamaterials engineer working on something completely different than what I'm doing. And we're just gonna happen to look at the same, like your eyes are gonna or whatever meet. the fuck. Your eyes are gonna meet. And, yeah, our, and you're gonna our know. eyes are gonna meet. And we're t- he's just gonna like stare directly into my soul and nod, and I'm not gonna understand what happened until like three months later. And when I do, I'm just gonna start weeping because like I, in that <laughs> you're moment, in your I, bed, I, curled I up connected. in the fetal position, weeping, holding like three Wii U discs, <laughs> just caressing them. All th- just all three copies all three of, games. of Nintendo the Land. The only that three I own. games just... that you bought for the Wii U: uh, <laughs> Wind Waker, Sonic Lost World, and Breath of the Fucking Wild. <laughs> And an epic Mickey two, the power of two. God, we you know, man, we should talk about Epic Mickey's fucking development because that shit's crazy. Oh yeah, a fucking man got traded to NBC. Anyway, um, it's fucking wild. So, speaking speak of uh, weird Nintendo uh, physical copy stuff, wasn't the 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 Nintendo Switch cartridges are supposed to like taste? They bad. taste really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could lick one I, right now. If you want me to do it? I never did it. They were like, "Yeah, yeah. the coating on the." I did. Oh, the first day they told me that. I, oh, really? I it. What did it like, taste like? Yeah, did it absolutely. just taste like? Oh, it tastes. It tastes like bitter, bitter, bitter ass medicine. Huh. It's like it's like bitter. It like it's like this really bitter sensation that goes straight to your I spine. I, I can lick it right now do for, for something confirmation. Or like, was it just the plastic just that found... they used? It's just the type of plastic okay. they use. They they just they just like you know I don't even think they synthesize. Anything. I remember, I don't even I remember know. when the, the like... Switch came out and like nobody was talking about how great the console was. It was literally just everyone was like, "Dude, have you tried eating a Switch uh, cartridge yet?" Guys, let's take the yeah. Switch cartridge challenge. Yeah, yeah like, like it, dude. Like, you you know change your mind. Keep dude. this copy of Splatoon in your mouth, man. You'll have an experience. Well, like, 
if you the, I mean, if, if you keep this copy of that weird boxing game in your cheeks, you see God. <laughs> oh God! I I, I, will, I will I God I I will say that that these are like really really big tab like these the, these cartridges are basically really really big tabs of LSD. <laughs> so so like you're not wrong there. Like like yeah. this is like I would definitely overdose and die on this amount of LSD. Oh, sure. <laughs> but but um. But yeah, like I, I think the advertisement was coming out that they wanted to protect the babies. Yeah, you know? they wanted like, to. They were so small, like. I thought that was disproven, though. Was it? I, th- I thought that was what I saw. It might have. It might have. That's what I heard initially well, too. But I thought that was disproven. Maybe tune okay. in a couple, like a couple years from now, when we do our history of choking hazards <laughs> in video games episode. Yes, an, uh, oh, uh, man. Uh, that um, urban legend. The footnote throughout there. the history would be interesting. The 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 like uh, physical mediums. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about the fucking uh, love Nintendo sent out fucking Mario Party. Remember N sixty four cartridges and having to like blow that shit with dust. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. Every time you do that, it fixes it. Yeah. They told you not uh, to do it, okay, but it worked Davey, anyways. So, yeah, Davy. Yeah, I, I just want to ask: Are there any other like details in this in this story? Because this story has been fucking fascinating. Yeah. So the the, the legacy of Xenoblade, because like we, we yeah. talked about how it got here. Let's see what it did. So uh, Xenoblade <laughs> uh, got a spiritual successful ch- successor uh, two years after it came out in the West or in North America, called Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, which so. All right, you you get to make whatever the fuck you want because everyone's sad mm-hmm. that you made Xenosaga and it sucked. Um, so you make a new thing and it's great and everyone loves it. So you you then you turn around and you and you make that the thing you made Xenosaga. Um, and then everyone well not everyone hates it. I fucking hated it. I only <laughs> played it for seventy hours, and I was oh. so mad most of the time. Uh, basically. So, uh, Earth explodes, there are aliens everywhere, they're fighting you, you establish Los Angeles in the middle of, like, a, a, a planet really far away, everyone's actually mm-hmm. a sex robot because their brains are being attached to the supercomputer in the middle of Los Angeles, and sure. the, you can't charge your battery anymore, the, 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 you can't plug your battery in anymore, the cops took the charging station, so when the battery runs out, we all die. Okay. That that's basically the plot of Xenosaga X or Xenoblade X. Interesting. It ends I didn't on a get that shitty far. cliffhanger. We should probably um, watch the end cut scene of that game sometime because it's fucking hilarious. Right. Man, uh, how do you how yeah. do you fuck up mechs? The mechs are okay. Um, that's right. You also got to fly around in mechs. I forgot about that. You don't get the mechs until like that's, thirty hours. Yeah, goes, I remember being very disappointed. That's not even an important part of the game. Yeah, I mean that, that's not even an important part of the game enough to like to I mean, like remember. Once you get into a mech and you can fly around, like the the traversal and the exploration aspects of Xenoblade X are awesome. The game looks incredible. The environments of the planet are awesome. The characters are fucking nonsense. People at one point, like one of the main characters is like this eleven year old super genius engineer girl, and she's got good parts. Mm. But like, there's one point where she's staring at her her super special awesome Gundam as it like explodes because the aliens got to it and she's like no my last homework assignment because her parents are dead and and she loves she misses having homework <laughs> uh, and okay. it's really good there's all the game does actually have a pretty good sense of humor um, like there's one part where you are 
you you do a mission, and for some reason they they brought a like a a if you're gonna, I guess like the arcs that carried people off of the planet were just kind of evenly distributed. It wasn't like chess packing in scientists and engineers and poets and shit. Um, but like there's a woman in in the game who is a barista and she keeps spilling coffee, and there's mm-hmm. a cutscene where like this super high ranking general yells at this woman for not being able to make coffee correctly and then she just starts running in a direction in the cutscene and the cutscene never ends but the character keeps running and if you don't advance the dialogue you can like watch her model get smaller and smaller and smaller and eventually (laughs) just like start floating because she's still moving in one direction but her model's really small um it's a weird thing. It's terrible. <laughs> um, they it, kind of, it might relate to Xenosaga. It probably doesn't. It's dumb. Um, but how does it relate to the Dark Tower? So, remember that thing I said about how everyone's a sex robot and if the batteries run out, oh, God. time ends? Anyway. I was mm, joking. Right. Mm. <laughs> I know, mm. bitch. Read the, read the fucking books. Uh... Xenoblade also got a pseudo-sequel in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in 2017. Uh, I have not actually finished that game. So that is the Sword Waifus. Mm -hmm. That is Sword Waifus. Excellent. That's what I've been waiting for. In that game, um, you, uh, there's a gotcha mechanic, there's a gochapon mechanic where you, uh, randomly pull from a bunch of random titty ladies and, Mm -hmm. and fully dressed dudes. Uh, some of those titty ladies are characters from previous Xeno games, including Mary Magdalene. Um, <laughs> which really sucked because I really wanted her, and then I, I didn't get her. And that's that sucked. That. But uh, it, that came out. People don't seem as universally approved of, of the second one, but uh, the game actually ended up getting a prequel. Uh, Xenosaga 2, or Xenoblade 2 got a prequel called the Torna planes or something um, that a lot of people really, really, really liked. And I, I do want to check that out, but I have not. Um, mm. I have listed here. I can't believe that game is three fucking years old. I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Um, Shulk. Yeah. The Completely unrelated. <laughs> Shulk is the kid from Smash Brothers who wears a swim trunk. <sighs> Yes, that is not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Uh, so yeah, Shulk, uh, the main character of Xenoblade, is a member of the Super Smash Brothers. The Gower Plane, <laughs> which is one of the main locations from Xenoblade, is a is a stage, and some yeah. of the characters are in Smash as assist trophies and shit. The um, the two giant robots that fight in the background of that stage is that the like? Those are the Bionis and the Mechanis. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I, when you mentioned that earlier, oh, no, I was sorry, thinking sorry. of actually, actually, no, no, no. So oh, those different. I think that's actually Metal Face and someone else. Mm. Um, but it also might be the Bionis and the Mechanis. Probably a reference to I don't to play it. Smash. I only play fighting games. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I actually don't like fighting games either. Yeah. So, as I mentioned earlier, Jenna goddamn motherfucking Louise Coleman was a cast member in Xenoblade Chronicles. It's true. Uh, how the fuck did that happen? She, ended, she went on to... Being Doctor Who and presumably other things, I wouldn't fucking know. 
<laughs> um, Fiora, one of the game's protagonists, and Metal Face, one of the main enemies of the first half of that game, were characters in Project X Zone, which is a weird Bandai Namco crossover thing that Not is also th developed by Monolith Soft. Those are words. Um, <laughs> alongside longtime Project X Zone character Mary Magdalene. <laughs> uh, and I'm speaking of uh, the, the character I'm referring to is Cosmos, in case I haven't actually said that out loud. Yes, yeah, yeah, I don't think you have. <laughs> um, so, uh, The Last Story and Pandora's Tower were also eventually both published in North America by Xseed. Uh, one of the things that Operation Rainfall ended up doing was reaching out to uh, Xseed, Idea Factory, uh, Nipponichi. Uh, Real publishers, of... not fucking GameStop. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of niche publishers trying to drum up interest. Eventually, Xseed published both games in Amer in, in North America. Yeah. Um, again, there was never any like, hey, we did this because of Operation Rainfall, which is probably a good thing. But yeah. um, there was one thing and then another. There was a correlation, causation, mm. unproven. Mm. Right. Um, as much as I would love to say, like, yeah... The, the power of fans is mo motivating these giant multi-billion dollar companies. It, it, it's all about money. Capitalism. <laughs> Which, it, it, we, I mean, that's an entire, that's an entire Gotta debate do. philosophy it is, it class. Is the, it is the only way. Um, that That is my hard line. <laughs> so, moving forward. Um, uh, yeah, Operation Rainfall was galvanized because Xenoblade came out, so they started bothering a lot of people, mm. which... I mean, I, I, there are there are no like main documented super toxic things that are Operation Rainfall. They are mm -hmm. generally now. There's still a blog. Op Rainfall is still a blog you can go to, and it's typically focused on smaller niche things <clears throat> um, in Japan. And um, it, it kind of, I mean, like people like the mission was accomplished. People did not stick around or anything yeah. like right. that, but. Operation Rainfall is still a brand and a blog that you can go to. Although when I visited there yesterday, uh, June the first, twenty twenty, my web browser was like, "Hey, if you type anything in here, everyone can see it. This is not secure, so <laughs> just be careful." Um, but they still exist. Um, the last story in Pandora's Tower released to like basically no fanfare, and neither was ever heard of again. Yeah. Um. Like they they were pretty middling games as far as those things went, right? Like they were, yeah. they were not. They they did okay. Yeah, Pandora's Tower. I think like the the reception around it was like, yeah, there's some cool stuff here. I do want to check it out. I actually never have. I have a copy of it. I just never played it. Um, the I the last story had yeah. a pretty decent like critical reception. Uh, Mistwalker was making some really cool games back then. Like, I adore Lost Odyssey. Mm -hmm. I think Blue Dragon's boss theme is hilarious. Um, and that's about it. The rest yeah. of that game's silly. <laughs> but, um... And, I mean, the last story was a another one of those, of them trying to mix up what a AAA JRPG was. And mm -hmm. it came out, and it was fine, and then they went on to make phone games and make a bajillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> as, as phone games do. As they <laughs> are want to do. Because of this man right here. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. So uh, that is that is good to hear that after the fan petition thing, whatever. I mean, at least in the case of, of Xenoblade, uh, was actually like like the fans actually like went out and bought it and stuff and supported it. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, like... As opposed to just, like, of, completely forgetting about it. Yeah, like, a lot of the successful aspects of what Operation Rainfall was able to pull off was really putting the money where the, where their mouth was. Yeah. Like, getting, like, obviously, like, Amazon did not, like, take in a bunch of money from those pre-orders, but you had, had to go through some kind of financial institution. Like, you had to go through the transaction and but yeah that was sort of like um like i'm we're, i'm staring at this uh tales meme of the sonic movie and in, in the discord right now and it's just reminding Good. me of like all of that craziness with like the the demand for redesigning yeah sonic. and i was I very that. i was very happy that there was a the second movement within that movement was hey once they do this we have to all go see it because yeah. <laughs> it is going to cost them millions of dollars and we are putting editor like um like 3d designers and animators through crunch hours right now and we yeah. all talk about how much we hate crunch hours and how it's ruining the industry and like mm-hmm. people like make really shitty amounts of money we have to go see this and like praise it and yeah. I think a it, lot of people did. That was sort of my mentality of, like, like why I... Because I rented it on Amazon. I was like, I'm going to pay money to see this. I'm not going to pirate yeah. it or anything or wait until it's free. Yeah. I'm going to pay money because I, I agreed with the, the redesign and I want to watch it. I saw it in theaters and I can and I, and I can attest that it is a movie. Much like how I can attest that Blue Dragon and The Last Story are video games they are games <laughs> what did Blue they Dragon exist come out on what console did it come out on xbox 360 what about the last story we congratulations thank you for what like i yeah i i i've earned my hive mind cred pandora's tower i know what a suikoden is <laughs> Pan- pandora's tower don't 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 uh don't tell me it that also came out on the wii yes okay so, I mean, yeah, the entire thing of Operation Rainfall was bugging Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles re-released again to great fanfare on the Switch <sighs> this past week. On yeah. Whatever last Friday was, so... Oh, the original's on the Switch now? On uh, May 20th. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I pick that up at some point. What I'm I actually feeling least... like playing video games. Yeah. I would at least recommend... If you go, at least look it up on YouTube, The watch a full cycle of the uh, the title screen of that game. It is, for my money, the greatest title screen that's ever <laughs> been put on a game. Like, like, the first time it booted, I know this is a cliche, I literally put my controller down and just stared at it. Like, it's, like, the music and, and the tone that it sets, it's fucking brilliant. Um, Davey, you did it. You did it. it. It was all worth it. You <laughs> you made a sale on Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. <laughs> so all I can say is that in the years since, folks bothering developers of video games on the internet has only gone well. <laughs> and Nintendo of uh-huh. America's hesitance to acknowledge the mob's influence on their work is found to be historically unjustified. <laughs> I, I, and, and that is the end of the story. <laughs> Yay! I love it. Congratulations to me. Yeah, specifically, Fucking, you you did it, Davey. That you was really. Good. I I wasn't expecting for whatever reason. I wasn't expect. I thought you were just going to be like, oh, this was an interesting piece of gaming history I knew about. I wasn't. I I don't know why I didn't think you would be a part of this. 
Yeah. I don't know how to take that. I don't know <laughs> if if we can if we if we can continue only having things that Davy has been a part of. Man, where you were know? you like, when StarCraft Ghost was going through development hell? I was watching it on G4 on their TV television oh, show called Filter. Oh, yeah. Which was a show oh, that man. only aired trailers for video games. And I remember looking at that and being like, that's got a girl in it. I don't want to play it. I'm eight years old. <laughs> that, I don't want that. Pre- I want the shooty man with the dudes. That That's yeah. pre that's pre me getting into G4. Um, and, um, and then, I don't know. Who cares? It's a fucking FPS from 20 years ago. It's, yeah. It's StarCraft. StarCraft's dead. It was uh, it was gonna be it was gonna be an FPS, and then it was gonna be a third person, and then it was gonna be a top down, and then it was gonna <laughs> fucking I don't know. Uh, what what say we end this on? Uh, yeah. What say we end this on a high note, and I can lick a copy yes. of Link's Awakening. Excellent. On this I think that is a fantastic yeah? way to end. Okay. Make sure you give us tasting notes. Like, a, like, I, like your aunt, your, um, Alton Brown gonna, right now. I'm gonna give you my, my, my full, yeah, I don't know what he does, but, uh, I know he's on the fucking Food he's Network. A, he's a Food but, Network guy that everyone records. Do I have a switch? Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, okay, like, uh, hold on, any, give me one second. Sure. Oh, we're gonna do this the same same. No, no. Same I'm, okay, I'm not liking a goddamn switch. So, you guys we, do whatever the fuck you want. We didn't ask you to. I'm just gonna fucking so play Tokan Battle while you all choke to Pokemon death. <laughs> sword. And Davy, I will not make you lick a. Okay. okay. So what? What part wash your, of this are you? Hands. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lick. Are you licking the, the back or the label? The back. The back. Okay. I'm not gonna lick okay. the label. Okay. Okay. Three. Don't don't lick the like the the metallic part yeah i fucking wouldn't do that three <laughs> two one. Oh. Eh. oh wow eh. that is not like eh. looking plastic at all that is <laughs> it's different it's um, very different it is very sharp it's a yeah, very, it's very sharp flavor that's why people which think is... that it they they want the babies to not eat it it is yeah. a very very sharp bitterness that <laughs> lingers on the tongue but yeah. Okay, Davy. Thanks for the, the for the history lesson on Operation Rainfall. Th- thanks for licking a battery. Yeah. I, um. So that'll be that's the title of uh, the episode of the podcast. So it's uh, the name pending podcast episode two dash. Uh, we lick switch cartridges. Yeah. So I, I, I parentheses parentheses Operation Rainfall. The Name Pending Podcast and or ABCD Podcast and or whatever the hell we decided to call this is brought to you by three nerds with nothing better to do on a Tuesday. You can find the other half of this episode wherever we uploaded this one. You can also find more of Brian at www.twitch.tv slash madlarkin6, that's M-A-D-L-A-R-K-I-N-6, and more of Davey at www.twitch.tv slash factory underscore Davey. Chris doesn't do any of this. Yet. Links to all of those in the description of this episode. Finally, credit for the song you're listening to, Name of BitQuest, goes to Incompetech and Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this track and much more at Incompetech.com, that's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com, and a link to the reference license can be found in the description. Thanks for listening!